Listener-supported KFUO, we are the messenger of good news. I'm Gary Duncan. Thank you for joining me for the program today, for the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment on the lighter side. And today, we're talking with St. Peter of St. Peter's... Oh, wait a minute. What's going on here? That phone. Do, do you hear that? There's a phone ringing in here. Huh. Well, it's not the regular phone. Um, it's not the... Oh. Well, I don't know what's going on. Oh, oh wait a minute. I think this <laughs> really I think I think the sound's coming from my feet. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, now I remember. St. Peter sent me a gift earlier this week and he sent me a pair of shoe phones. Uh it's just a moment while I uh untie these laces. H- Hello, this is Gary Duncan. I've got the yo-yo. And uh, uh I've got what? Uh, I've got the string. I've got I've got the yo-yo. What did you say? But I thought we were going to do that during Lent, Peter. Well, yes, uh, but I thought you'd never answer. Well, I forgot that you sent me the uh phone shoes. So next time I'll try to answer uh a lot quicker. But can you go ahead and send me uh loafers instead of Oxford? Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess it takes a while. Yeah, I got <laughs> to get the lace. shoes. Time. I never yeah. thought about it. I should have thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so why all the spy stuff again? I thought we were uh, through with all that. Well, you know, it occurred to me we should maybe keep the spy imagery a little longer. Uh, we've been talking about the battle between Jesus and Satan, and it occurred to me, you know, for the most part, uh, this war has been a covert operation. The work of our commander-in-chief is clandestine, done in secrecy, hidden. In fact, Jesus himself said uh, these were things to be told in the dark, to be whispered. Whispered, I said, in the ear. (laughs) Well, what do you mean? Well, consider his arrival on this earth. Does he come as the almighty creator of the universe? (laughs) No, he comes as a helpless child. He appears so weak that he who is king of kings and lord of lords must run in fear of a two-bit provincial ruler called Herod. As we heard a few weeks ago, even the devil urges him to show his divine power, to show that he is the Son of God. But instead, he does what any one of us puny humans could do. He, He simply quotes the word of God to the devil. I just wanted to remind our listeners that the works of our commander-in-chief are often hidden. Uh, The war he fights for us is often a covert affair. But remember, even when we can't see it, our Lord is always at work to deliver us from evil. However, uh, what I actually wanted to talk about today was a time when his work was very visible. Uh, After all, there were exceptions when he did let his glory shine forth. Exceptions? Like what? Oh, well, uh, there was the Mount of Transfiguration. There he clearly revealed his majesty as the Son of God. Uh, But, you know, even then, in a way, it was still hidden, wasn't it? I mean, after all, all, only James and John and myself were eyewitnesses to that event. But the real thing I wanted to talk about is the occasion that we will celebrate this Sunday. Oh, you mean Palm Sunday? Oh, yes. There was something definitely different about Jesus that day. You see, as I said, as a rule, he avoided uh, the praises of men. Uh, Often even his miracles were done secretly. Uh, Indeed, he gave those he healed strict instructions not to tell anyone. Uh, Then there was the time after the feeding of the 5,000. The crowd wanted to make him king. But of course, he wouldn't have any part of it. But for some reason on Palm Sunday... He seemed to encourage and 
approve of their very public adoration. Uh, do you mind reading about it, Gary, from the Gospel of John, chapter 12? Okay, John, chapter 12. I'll, I'll do that for you, Peter. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the feast heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it, as it is written, Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. Yes, yes, that, that's the story. I hadn't thought about it before, but you're right. Everywhere else, Jesus shuns the honor of the crowd, but here he welcomes it. Any ideas why? I don't know, Gary. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Uh, there are a couple of things that do come to mind. And what are they? Well, for one thing, uh, Jesus did what he did to fulfill the word of God. As the prophet said, see your king coming, seated on a donkey's colt. I suppose that's reason enough. It is a powerful reminder that whatever the Word of God says, that, that's how it will be. You said you had a couple of ideas. What's the other one? Well, uh, for as open and public as the event was, uh, Jesus, the conquering hero, riding into the capital city of his enemy, you know, even there, there was still much that remained hidden. And what remained hidden, Peter? Well, note, he, he doesn't ride on a white charger like most heroes. Instead, he comes meekly on the back of the foal of a donkey. Uh, he is not surrounded by a mighty army. Uh, you know, he could have had a whole host of angels there, uh, like most conquerors come in, you know. Uh, but instead, his supporters are a ragtag bunch of farmers <laughs> without armor or weapons. But the most striking thing, as the text says, is that the whole purpose of his entering Jerusalem remained a great secret. Why, why even we disciples didn't understand what was going on at that time. And yet, that day, the normally reserved Jesus enters with great pomp and circumstance. Oh, well, uh, that day, we all thought the same thing. Uh, both his supporters, uh, the Galilean pilgrims, and his enemies, uh, the priests and Levites. We all thought he was entering Jerusalem to establish a new worldly kingdom of Israel. <laughs> I must admit, even after his resurrection... We disciples still thought it was an earthly kingdom he was going to establish. <laughs> to my embarrassment, I must admit we even asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? <laughs> of course, we were totally wrong about his mission. Uh, so you see, even on this day when Jesus rode in glory, surrounded by crowds shouting Hosanna, his true mission remained secret and hidden. And what was the secret mission of his? You think you could trick me into giving away classified information that easy? Oh, I'm just kidding you, Gary. <laughs> well, I tried. <laughs> well, the mission is no longer a secret, but rather Jesus says it should be shouted from the rooftops now. But you'll just have to wait until next week for me to tell you why Jesus came so triumphantly into Jerusalem. I will give you a hint, though. All along, you know, we've spoken as if the devil were the greatest enemy Jesus had to face. That's right. You've been telling us the story of the battle between Jesus and Satan. Ah, but Gary, that's part of the secret. 
the devil isn't the greatest opponent Jesus will face. Oh, oh no, the one Jesus must overcome is much more powerful than the devil. You know, the devil can only threaten the body, but the one Jesus will face can destroy the body and soul in hell. Next week, we'll finally reveal the secret behind Jesus' covert mission. We will tell you what the war Jesus was fighting is really about. I tell you what, see you next Monday, Gary. Oh, and don't forget the string. Okay, I'll do that. And I look forward to talking to you next Monday. We are listener-supported KFUO Christ for you anytime, anywhere.